for baseball with the bard hello everybody and welcome to episode 11 of baseball with the bard we made it to number 11 my name is tyler bard and that over there oh i did the right way are you impressed first try is noah cross uh we are very happy to have you with here on the final day which could have not been the final day which we'll get into in a little bit here of the regular season the postseason is here um so as we always do hopefully we won't have to do this next season on baseball with the bard uh we just like to start talking about of course what this season's been all about the COVID 19 updates there actually noah is not much to report on in the way of COVID related illnesses and issues which to be fair for the last month, there hasn't been much. There's been like an umpire here, a trainer there, um, just a little bit of everything, uh, but on a small, way smaller scale than that which we saw with the Cardinals and the Marlins earlier in the season, which Cardinals and Marlins will be talking about you in just a little bit. Um, but there's actually some good news when and related to COVID. I know that's hard to believe, but COVID brought us some good news today that Eduardo Rodriguez congratulations sir you are allowed to walk around your house eduardo rodriguez has been cleared by doctors and the team's training staff to resume walking and other physical activities um as as silly as that may sound it actually is pretty huge um i have a note here so it says that erod had previously been restricted to only being allowed to move around the house due to his battle with covid he announced two months ago that he had myocarditis. I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong or inflammation of the heart muscle that stemmed from his bout with COVID. Um, and very, it is a very serious issue. As you know, Noah, some of our viewers might know. Um, my family had a fight with COVID. I was the only one in my household that didn't catch it. And my mother suffers from a similar problem right now with her lungs and her heart. Um, so it is very serious. Um, she had it way back in March and, uh, she's clear now she's fine. Everyone's good. Um, but she had a similar thing to what happened to Erod and Erod has kind of become the poster child for MLB COVID. Uh, and it's unfortunate. Um, but hopefully it brings awareness. Uh, if there's anything good to take out of it, uh, is that he brought awareness to how serious this was. And I feel like it was when, you know, Erod was cleared initially. It was Erod's coming back. And then all of a sudden, he just went right back downhill because he tried to return back to his, you know, super strong form uh, that he's used to. Um, so, Noah, um, what do you think about these last few weeks? It's been pretty impressive uh, how they've done with COVID and how they're planning to move on with COVID with having these bubbles for the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was just a big reality of all these teams that are heading towards the playoffs to say to themselves, you know, we got to take this seriously. Uh, a lot of teams, I, I think, started bubbling fairly earlier uh, and saying that they were going to try to stay as healthy as possible uh, COVID-wise because of the playoffs that were approaching and things like that. So a lot of players, a lot of teams knew that it was serious. They had to take it very seriously so that they wouldn't have a half a team or a quarter of a team going into the playoffs because of the coronavirus. So they didn't want to let that affect them. Do you think this is a very smart move, uh, assigning the playoffs to four stadiums? Like, I, I know people are going to complain because certain teams that are still in the playoffs will technically have a little bit of the home field advantage depending on who makes it. 
Um, but I, I don't think so. I mean, they haven't had home field advantage all year. Home field advantage really refers to who's batting last and whose fans are in the crowd. Yeah. Um, and you still get to bat last. And uh, sorry, you still have no fans, no fans in the crowd. Yeah, Except exactly. potentially I heard San Diego might allow a small capacity into their stadium. Um, we have some friends. Courtney's uh, brother is headed out there. And he is going to be trying to hit up the San Diego games, which is where the New York Yankees should be playing. Um, so he is very excited to hopefully be able to catch some postseason baseball, even if he didn't get to see any during the regular season. Um, that's cool. But yeah, that's I, I'm glad they're going to let some people in. Um, mm. Some some people may be skeptical um, that it's a, a bad choice or a scary choice. But Erod, we're glad to see you back up and running. Uh, it is definitely a, a move in the right direction for positivity towards next season because the Red Sox need something to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> um, Noah, big announcement here. Um, Hunter Pence is officially retired from baseball. He put this tweet out here. It said, nothing can really prepare you for this part of your career when you have to say, I am retiring from baseball. Um as you can see on the banner there, he officially announces his retirement. Uh, Hunter Pence is an absolute legend of the game. He was uh, just one of those guys who I, I don't even picture him on any other team. He's always a giant. He will always be a giant for the rest of his career or his career in baseball. I'm sure this isn't it for him. He's going to go on and do more maybe as a coach or an analyst or, or just an owner or something like that. Um, you, I have some career uh, numbers for him. So, uh, Pence was part of two World Series winning Giants teams in 2012 and 2014. He's a four-time All-Star. In his career numbers, he batted 279 with 244 home runs, 942 RBIs, and 1,707 games, which eight of them were with – or eight of the seasons were with the Giants. Um, incredible player. Uh, mm -hmm. One of those guys who you don't want to see coming up to play in the bottom of the ninth uh, because, you know, he's very clutch. Um, so, Hunter Pence, uh, we're sad to see you go, but a big congratulations to you. Noah, do you have any Hunter Pence memories? Because he <laughs> has just been a thorn in the side of any team he's played. Mm, I, I mean, I'll, I'll say this. It's funny you bring up him being a thorn in the side of teams he's played. Uh, I can't recall any uh, actual Hunter Pence memories in the sense of him playing the game. <laughs> I do know he is a—he's very clutch. He's had those moments where he's definitely gotten the best of any team he's played. But where I can speak, uh, as you know, and our fans that probably know that I've mentioned before, I play MLB The Show, and in MLB The Show 20, Hunter Pence is an extremely hard out uh, <laughs> because I mean they make the like they make the players just like they would play in real life and Hunter Pence is clutch and he's hard to hard to get out. Uh, and those are one of the things that I'll always remember about Hunter Pence and you know his legacy with the Giants. I'll be honest, uh, I couldn't even tell you what other teams that man played for because he's just such a staple over in San Francisco and that's you know where he's going to be remembered forever especially for all of the big contributions that he's given to that team and the championships they've won together. So I, I, I love where he's gone with his career. He's a name where you can say his name to any, even casual baseball fan, and they mm. will at least have heard of him. So Hunter Pence from Baseball with the Bard, congratulations on your retirement, and we hope to see you do many more big things in the major leagues to come, even if it's not playing on the field. All right, Noah, 
So we're going to have to improvise a little bit here <laughs> because we wrote this schedule before the game started. Yes. Uh, or the script, excuse me, before all of the games took place today. So I want to talk. I'm just going to read through this and you can kind of stop me when there's something that you want to update me on. How's that sound? Deal. Okay. So I have the NL wild card here because we're talking about the postseason here. If I didn't say that, I apologize. The race for the playoffs today was definitely on. Uh, so the NL wild card, there are four teams who are still in it for the final two spots of the postseason, which have been clinched, but we will get there in a moment. I just want to go through how crazy this was. One of those will go on to either uh, the Cardinals or the Brewers, depending on who wins. The losing team could still make it, though. So one of those teams, two teams, the Cardinals or the Brewers, were the most likely to move on into this game. Uh, the Giants and the Phillies both had to lose, though, for that to become a scenario. The Phillies would take the tiebreaker if they win and both the Brewers and the Giants both lose, but they have because they have the better record in the division. The Giants would survive if the Brewers lost while they also won their game, but in all three of those teams mentioned above lose, the Brewers will get in based on the intra-division tiebreaker. Uh, so there were a lot of different things to focus on. Noah and I before this were scratching our brains uh, on what actually happened here. But the Cardinals was my favorite setup. So if the Cardinals lose and the Giants win, the Cardinals will have to play a makeup doubleheader in Detroit on Monday to help decide the final spot. Thank God that didn't happen <laughs> because, oh my God, that would have been horrible. Um, so we do know now, I believe, which teams are in. Yes, I think we have the proper graphic here. Um, we were uh, arguing over what was going on. We're just kind of waiting on the AL for a moment, um, but I yes. think that's even not going to matter. Uh, uh, it just might affect who the Yankees play, correct? Yes. Uh, yes, and I do have a bit of an update on that since before we were on the air at least. Um, okay. Every game has been decided. Oh, okay. That game went to final? AL, that was besides, besides the Twins versus the Reds. Oh, I was going to say, uh, that was an extras. The Twins are down by three right now in the top of the 10th with uh, runners on second and third and two outs in the top of the 10th there. And the Reds are up at, up at bat. Okay, so, so if they lose, what happens here? So to me, um, what it looks like here is that if they lose, they will have a similar record to the Athletics at 36 and 24. If the if Twins we, lose. If the Twins lose. Now, okay. I didn't hear any rumblings of them having to have a makeup game to no. figure out that number four or three seed. Um, but, so it should uh, stay still. I think it'll just stay where it is, to be honest. So yeah. everything's not going to move if the game ends with the Twins losing right precisely, now. Precisely. Precisely. Okay. So perfect. We can just talk about what the exact graphic on the screen is right now because the graphic that it was this morning turned out to be the graphic that it is tonight. So I didn't have to change anything. So in the ALDS, we currently have Tampa Bay versus Toronto in the first round. That's going to be an incredible series, even though Tampa Bay has had Toronto's number and the Yankees number and basically everyone else's number that they've played this year. Um, we know and we've seen Toronto be clutch in the playoffs. Have we seen Tampa be clutch in the playoffs? Maybe once. We've seen the Blue Jays do it a few times uh, to many different teams. Um, can they get the job done this year? No, absolutely not. Uh, then we have the <laughs> hold, hold on, that? hold on, What's that? Hold on. back What's up. That face? I'm not going to count the Blue Jays out that easily. Okay, I'll say that right now. They, I, are I think the only way they do well is if Vlad Guerrero keeps his bat hot. 
That's it. He's their guy. I guess he's that. their guy. I guess because I, uh, as you well know, being a Yankee fan over the last week, Vlad Guerrero's bat was insane this week headed into Absolutely. the playoffs. It's like he felt no pressure to hold that eight seed. He was like, mm. nah, we're good. We got it. I'm just going to keep playing my, my heart out and we're going to, we're going to clinch this. And then they did. Um, so glad to see them there. Don't get me wrong. Um, I just wish it was the Red Sox, but it's not. Um, so then we have the Yankees versus the White Sox, as it would seem right now. If anything changes, we can do an update on the Facebook page after this podcast goes live. Mm. So make sure you follow us on the baseball with the bard Facebook page and Instagram page. Uh, when we will update you if anything changes. Uh, Yankees or Sox here? Who are you taking, Noah? I'm taking the New York Yankees. All day oh, wow. Day. I'm surprised. This this one, to me, is not really a, a big hurdle, even though I'll get into the, the Yankees a little bit later. Um, yeah. The White Sox, to me, don't have a pitching core to be able to withstand a lineup like of any team. Yet they were one of two teams to throw a no-hitter this year. Valid. This is true. This is true. <laughs> we, light, lightning can strike anywhere, sir. Lightning can oh, anywhere. so it was a fluke. Got yep. it. I'll That's make sure I go tell with. Chicago's. That is uh, what I'm going to go with. However, <laughs> the, it was a fluke. the Sox do have a very dominant lineup. Like They have a lot of heavy hitters uh, up and down. They were made a few acquisitions along the way this offseason, uh, last offseason of um, Edwin Encarnacion and a couple others where that people were turning heads at and saying, wow, they're really going to be a team to beat this year. So we'll see if the Yankees can keep it up. Um, going off of this last week of, of pitching, uh, I don't have a solid prediction, but in my yeah. heart, I'm going to go with heart and mind picks as we usually do. In my heart and mind, I'm picking the Yankees for that round. Yeah, it makes the most sense. I feel like if you're not picking the Yankees right here, uh, you're either a Red Sox fan or you're <laughs> stupid. Um, so, <laughs> and that's why I'm picking the white Sox because I'm both. No. Uh, <laughs> um, so we also have what the one I'm really, really looking forward to is Houston versus Oakland because I would like nothing more, even though Noah hates Oakland, there's no way he wants Houston to move on. Um, so I am picking Oakland, uh, because one, they've had Houston's number this season Houston sucks this season. I sh I wish I had grabbed the graphic. I don't have it right now. Noah, if you want, I think I saved it on my my Facebook page. If you can send it over to me, I'll put it up on the on the screen. But if not, don't worry about it. But it, it was basically just a simple graphic of uh, all of the batting averages of the Houston players. Not great. It has been an absolute crazy season uh, for them without their garbage garbage can in the dugout. Uh, you know, Garbage Can was an MVP player for Houston. And every every time you lose an MVP, uh, it is tough to recover from that, as the Red Sox are seeing with Mookie Bats. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Houston, uh, I hope every day you lose and you lose 2 nothing in that series. Uh, love baseball with the part. Uh, <laughs> Cleveland and Minnesota. Uh, don't care too much about this one. Um, I'd, I'd rather see Minnesota win just because Cleveland's been to the dance and couldn't get it done. And I want to see a different team move on. Um, so that's really the easy reason. I guess it's kind of a cop out. Um, but I, who do you think's got this one? I'm sorry. We're on the Houston athletics. Cleveland for, or Minnesota. Cleveland. You didn't ask me about Houston and athletics, sir. Cause I know you're going to pick Houston absolutely i'm gonna pick houston because the athletics <laughs> will not make it past the first round of the playoffs and i've been saying this since the beginning of the season my buddy ed uba if you are watching uh i'm picking oakland for you because he's a trusty oakland fan who has full faith in his oakland athletics 
Um, and I do too, because I just hope that they can pull it off. And by the way, uh, the guy who picked Tampa to be uh, the team moving on to the World Series, this guy, uh, they're the number one seed, Noah. Uh, and we have to talk about something else as we move on to the National League side right here. We have L.A. versus Milwaukee in the first versus the eighth seed. Right now, it looks like that's the case, right? We're all set over there. Everything, everything's fine. No one's going to come in and, 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 and change that on us. No, it looks like good. everything is set in stone on that side. Um, if the Brewers win, it's an absolute travesty. They shouldn't even be in the playoffs. They have a losing record. Um, and it's would be like the Giants going nine and seven and winning a Super Bowl. Wait a minute, that happened. <laughs> um, uh oh, <laughs> Dodgers better look out because uh, the upset monster's coming. Um, this is an obvious pick. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three, Dodgers. Dodgers, that's not thank question. you. Nice. Uh, St. Louis versus San Diego. Oh, wow, what a weird team that's in that one. Oh, Noah, who predicted San Diego making the playoffs? I can't remember that, but I will say that, that I would definitely choose them to go over the Cardinals. That, oh, that, that would you? Uh, what that, a that, weird that change of offense. Oh, my gosh. That's fun. Let's go San Diego. It's like I could see the future or something because both of my teams are in the playoffs. And one of mine is in the uh, number one seed, and one of yours is. So let's see what happens here, Mr. Cross. You taking the easy route out, Mr. Sellout. How about the Marlins and the Cubs? This is super interesting to me. Because yeah, yeah. I have not the slightest clue if these young Marlins are going to be able to get through the Cubs. Uh, the Cubs have been a force in the... Uh, major leagues for quite a while now ever since they won in 2016 they have hung around um but i am ex i would love to see the marlins pull this upset off um i don't know about you um but the marlins after recovering not even recovering when they came back from covid they didn't have all of their players they were playing with all of these young guns who no one knew and they were killing it um, so to see a team like that potentially move on would be pretty exciting and would probably be a movie in about 35 years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd love to see it. It'd be a good film, right? Um, but yeah, as you know me, I'm a big Cubs fan, a big Cubs supporter. I have a hat. I have a Cubs uh, uh, baseball cap and all that good stuff. I, I like the Cubs. I love, like the organization. I like the genuine baseball feel when you say the word Chicago Cubs, right? People know what you're talking about. However... I would love to see the Marlins come in and really, I guess, have an upset here, I would call it, or do something nobody thought they could do at the beginning of this season, right? Yeah. And and that's and that's beat the Cubs. With that being said, I'm still gonna pick the Cubs. But I would <laughs> like to see I would like to see the Marlins uh pull the upset off. I'll I'll take the upset. I'm taking the upset. I'll pick the Marlins. Um, in honor of Mr. Frank Cuesta, that is right here. Uh, Mr. Miami himself from the Hard Hitting Wrestling Show. Um, I will definitely take him. Um, so yeah, I uh, moving on to this last one. I feel like we're a little biased, and we shouldn't be allowed to pick in this one because we've got the Cincinnati Reds versus the Atlanta Braves. Um, the Cincinnati Reds hold a lot of. Uh, pride for our town that we're from because we have two major league players who have played uh, on that team 
one currently. He just got the call back up. No, I'm not sure if you saw that. Oh, really? Um, no, Sal not. Romano for awesome. the Cincinnati Reds just got called back up last week and got the win out of the bullpen. Um, so he's looking all right. He got the he got the, the call back up to the big leagues. Sal, we'd be excited to hear from you if you guys can pull off this massive upset over the Atlanta Braves. So uh, reach out. It was good talking to you the other day and catching up. So uh, just give me a shout, and we'd love to have you come and join us on Baseball with the Bard and Clovercrest Media. Um, this, as much as it hurts to say, this feels kind of obvious. The Braves have been on fire, uh, except for against the Red Sox, for whatever reason. Just the Red Sox are their kryptonite, I guess. Uh, or they just weren't playing all of their guys, and the Red Sox decided to show up late and have a rookie shut out uh, the number two seed in the National League. Um I'm picking the the since I'm picking with my heart, so I'm picking the Reds. Um, but because I like chaos, I'm okay. I'm I'm a chaotic neutral, um, and I just love to. I don't care who wins here. I would just love to see an upset. Mm. All right. That's funny. I think the oh I went I split it here because I took the four seed, the one seed, and then the six and the and the seven. So I, I that's chaos right there. That, that, is, that perfectly <laughs> that is lots of chaos um i will have to go against you and definitely pick the braves uh the braves were a strong team last year and i actually had the braves as my pick to go all the way i remember uh, that the world series i i mean we didn't know that the magical postseason of the nationals was going to happen obviously before oh man that. but you and know what, what a downfall They've yeah. really red stocks oh, yeah. the best season holy <laughs> cow win the world series and then disappear yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Braves. They're a strong team. They're a strong team last year. They made improvements. They looked at what they had going wrong last year and, you know, to not go all the way. And they're going to come back with a vengeance. They're going to be ready to go. So I'm going to pick the Braves there. And um, I think the Braves will end up facing the Dodgers uh, to okay. decide who goes to the World Ultimately. Series. Yeah. Uh, so if you remember, in the, on episode one, Noah, we made our predictions. And you predicted Dodgers-Yankees in yep. the World Series. And I predicted Tampa Bay versus San Diego in the World Series. And eh? <laughs> they're eh? all there. Are you they're impressed? all there. They're all oh, there. Tell me you're impressed. Yes, I'm impressed that you, you and I made predictions. You and I, you four. picked the number one seed <laughs> and the one who should have been the number one seed, but y'all choked for a week and a half. Um, so I don't want to hear you're impressed with yourself. Coming to the season, everyone had Yankees Dodgers. And the fact that you guys aren't the number one seed means you're losing in the first round of the Chicago White Sox. Take that, Noah. That's not good. No, it's going to happen. But we digress. This is supposed to obviously be the Red Sox-Yankee podcast. And I want to say, moving on, um, there's not going to be much to talk about the Red Sox, obviously, because the Red Sox have been eliminated for two weeks. Uh, Just about. A little less than two weeks. Um, so I think we'll just probably focus more in on what's actually happening, um, in the postseason. But this, if anything major happens, like the Red Sox announce uh, a new manager, because uh, I cursed this man last week on the show, uh, saying it was time for him to be gone, uh, we will update you. But as the screen says, Ron Renicky is on his way out. Uh, the Red Sox chief baseball officer, Chain Bloom, made this announcement Sunday afternoon, less than two hours before the team's finale. Noah, I kid you not, I was writing this, and I finished writing the script, and I got a message that said he'd been uh, released. 
or not released. They're just not going to resign him because it's, they only signed him to a single season. Um, insanity. Uh, entering Sunday, the Red Sox had the third worst record in Major League Baseball and were in last place in the American League East Division. So, I, I just I have a plea for the Red Sox that I've been pitching since 2012, before they got uh, John Farrell as our uh, manager. This man right here that I'm about to put on the screen deserves every single bit of the management role in Boston. And I think, Noah, you would actually agree with me. Jason, the captain, Veritech. I think he is the obvious choice, and he was the obvious choice going into this season to be the coach for the Red Sox. If he brings in guys to help, imagine imagine this coaching staff, or even if these are just guys who come and, uh, come around and help out. He brings in guys like Poppy, Pedro, Kurt Schilling, Nomar Garcia-Para, Trot Nixon, uh, Miller, Millar. Just bring some of these old names in here to get that cry back into the Boston spirit. Hey, it's been three years. And you know that that is the magic number for the Red Sox to have another stellar season. So let's get it done. And I just to rub it a little bit in your face, Noah, can I have your full attention on the screen, please? There we go. <laughs> That's for you. Uh, okay. Yep. Yep. All right. That that was specifically for you, Joe. I hope you're watching. It's also for you, uh, and for yep. any other Yankee fan mm-hmm. who uh, ever wants to bring up the past, because I got stuff for you too. Very the nice. Best sir. fight in Red Sox history. Very so if nice. it ain't for and if it ain't for the reason that he was the last captain with the Red Sox, let it be that the to this day. A-Rod is still picking leather out of his shiny, shiny teeth. And forever, that moment will live on in every single Red Sox-owned gift shop throughout the world. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm sorry. I'll stop picking on you. Uh, let's talk about someone else, though. Uh, even, even though the Red Sox have uh, lost their faith in moving on, uh, there is some bright spots. Tanner Houck. It's a little too little too late for the Red Sox rookie, but he went 3-0 and to end the amazing start to his career. He beat three playoff teams with an ERA of 0.53. 0.53. Can you believe that? That is in a bizarre and incredible stat for a kid who's just got the call to the big leagues. Uh, is Fenway... Yeah, no, absolutely. It's impressive, uh, Tyler. I don't know if you can hear me. I don't know if I, I can't hear you, though. Uh, from what I see that your feed may not be on the broadcast still. Um, but it's definitely an impressive feat there by uh, Tanner Houck, who is able to come in here from the minors, I mean, really, and just start taking the baseball scene by force. Uh, he really just took it into stride, beat three playoff teams with that 0.53 ERA. I mean, those are legendary numbers, to say the least, to have to jump into a team, especially a team that's slumping so much like the Red Sox, and be able to put up so many uh, fantastic numbers like that. Um, 
it's really good to see. We're seeing this with a lot of players up and down baseball. You got Debbie Garcia on the Yankees and Tanner Houck over on the Boston Red Sox, who's coming in there and pumping some life into a starting pitching rotation that has really been struggling uh, as of late. I mean, we talked about earlier in the season how the Red Sox literally had one pitcher out of the five that they had last season, and that one pitcher was Nathan Avaldi, and he couldn't do it himself, obviously. Uh, so it's good to see that the Red Sox have a little bit of depth in that starting rotation with Tanner Houck here uh, and is able to um, really come out and, you know, come out swinging, uh, should I say throwing, not swinging. He's making those other batters swing for sure uh, with that very low ERA. Um, very quickly here, I know, sorry about the technical issues we're having. Uh, Tyler, I think, is trying to hop back on the uh, broadcast here. He was going to go into a rant on uh, Ron Renicky. Um And uh, I, I really hope he'll be able to come back to get to that. For now, we could dive back into the Red Sox once Tyler is able to hop back on. Uh, I'm going to talk about the New York Yankees. We will dive into that and we maybe we'll revisit the Red Sox in a minute. Um, the biggest thing that I have here for the Yankees is that it pains me to say this. I really am not looking at this last week's New York Yankees as a playoff team. They've been playing up and down, and I keep describing them as a roller coaster of a team. Uh, it's hard to say where they're going. It's hard to say what they're doing. Uh, there just seems to be no direction. And in all honesty, there's a lot of confusion surrounding the team. Uh, I understand a lot of teams have highs and low points in their seasons. Um, however, we're not in the middle of the season right now. We're not in the beginning of the season right now. This is the very end of the 2020 COVID season, as we'll call it. Um, and I mean, today was the last day. That was it. And when it comes to figuring things out, there is no more time to figure things out. We are here. This is it. This is the end. Uh, you can't simply, you know, Put, sit back in your chair as Aaron Boone and say, oh, our lineup will take care of it. Or, oh, our rotation's going to get there. We just have to get a few more swings in, a few more throws in, and they're going to hit the stride that we hope they can hit, uh, which is like a mid-season to you know, the last quarter of the season type of deal. That can't happen anymore. We only had 60 games to figure this out. Um, there's a lot of unknowns up and down the lineup uh, in terms of catching. Who's catching? You have Gary Sanchez and Kyle Higashioka uh, going back and forth. It's almost like a hot potato. Uh, I'll describe it as Aaron Boone trying to choose who's going to be in the game. I mean, once the person's hot, you're going to toss them in there and let them swing, and then they're cold again, and you got to get the other guy in there and hope that they can stay hot or hope they can be hot. Um, but that's one of those things that is just an unknown, and it's that confusion that you really don't want as a manager or you don't want to see as a fan of the Yankees going into a big – postseason like the one we're about to enter um, when you have guys like Gary Sanchez who they always say can change the game with one swing of the bat I love that I'm all for that however if it's like a once a week thing you don't really have a once a week opportunity in a series that lasts five games in a series that lasts five games you need to get the guy out there that's not only going to save you runs but is going to get you runs and in all honesty, to me, I would go with uh, Kyle Higashioka all day. And there were a lot of pitching graphics that they were showing where Higashioka's ERA, one, one being pitched to by Garrett Cole, was a lot lower 
than the one of Gary Sanchez. And that's just another reason I feel to put Higashioka into that spot. And when Tyler is able to get back on, I will ask him his opinion on that one because that's definitely something we want to hear about. Um, my biggest thing is you don't want these doubts surrounding your team or even a player or two when rolling into these playoff games, these make or break situations, because there's not a whole lot of room for error. Uh, if you make the wrong decision, if you get the wrong person into the game, well, sorry, that's it. You're not going to be able to recover if you make that one game mistake. In a five-game set, you have three games to win. If you lose those, well, that's unfortunate. Um, I just got a message from our producer. He's saying Tyler will be back on in a second, Mr. Uh, Joe. So thank you very much for that. Um, so, yeah, in the terms of the Yankees ending this season here, it's a spot where, you know, it's it's unknown. We don't know a lot that's going on. And it's kind of worrying to me as a Yankees fan. I want to be able to say, oh, we got this. We're going to roll in and just steamroll every team. And I said that last season. And the Yankees steamrolled the uh, Minnesota Twins. And then we got to Houston. And I knew that that was going to be a straining um a straining series there with the Yankees versus the Astros. And the Yankees weren't able to hold on. It was to the very last second. I mean, they, they stretched that out a lot. And I was a hopeful Yankee fan. I will remain a hopeful Yankee fan. However, with these doubts surrounding our team, it doesn't look promising. Uh, the Yankees lost to the Red Sox on Sunday, last Sunday. Uh, they lost to the Jays on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And they lost to the Marlins on Friday and again today. If you ask me, a playoff team doesn't go on a losing skid like that in the last week and a half of their series. I'm sorry, week and a half of their season. They play a little better. They have a good pep in their step, especially when you're trying to fight for these seed positions. And I'll do respect to the Yankees. You don't want to be facing the Tampa Bay Rays out of the gate. Uh, you want to be able to start off and move up from there. And thankfully, they're able to do that because of the Blue Jays' loss this afternoon as well. Uh, but when you, I mean, the Yankees lose to a team like the Red Sox on Sunday, who had an abysmal season, that doesn't look good. The Yankees lose to a team like the Jays, who don't get me wrong, are hot. But if you're almost, you're might be expected to beat that team or beat a team that's going to be able to beat the Jays further on in the postseason. So if you're losing um, three out of four to them, that does not make me sleep well at night. Then you lose to the Marlins, who are another playoff team, who I would say are definitely inferior to the Yankees, and you lose two to them out of a four-game set. So it's these types of situations that make me as a Yankee fan scratch my head and say, are we ready for the postseason? Are we ready to just jump in and and win? Because to me, it doesn't look like we can win these games. It's not like the Yankees are putting out their B lineup here. I mean, there's a lot of people. Tanaka went out there, and we got destroyed by the Marlins the other night. Uh, today, the Yankees had a lot of their solid starters on this list of names I'm going to read in a minute, and they weren't able to get it together. So when looking at the Yankees lineup and looking at the Yankees rotation, there's no reason they shouldn't do well. And welcome back, Tyler, as Thank I'm you. ranting. We had a, uh, <laughs> a little technical difficulty here. There's a power strip under my foot that got kicked. And we lost complete power for a moment. Oh, geez. Oh, just geez. to my desk. It was only my desk. Everything else is fine. Um, but, yeah, I just I went to change my position. You'll probably see the exact. Oh, no. Tanner Houck was up on the screen, wasn't he? So no yes. one saw it happen. Um, but I leaned back and kicked 
I'm not gonna let's not do that again. Um, <laughs> and I kicked and I felt the button go click. And I'm like, oh, Noah, I'm gone. So please, um, where where did we leave off? I'm sorry. So I was just about to dive into. Uh, I, I went over to the Yankees. I didn't want to take any of your mojo fine, from the Red Sox fine. spot. You're just going to talk about Jackie Bradley and his future. I just want to thank Jackie Bradley really quick because I think he might be on his yeah. way out. No, definitely, Tyler. I think you should pick up from your Ron Renicky comments because I told everyone watching that we'll dive back into the Sox when we get back. So it's a good spot. Keep in mind, everyone listening, that I was just talking about how the Yankees run a losing skid and how I don't really have a lot of faith in them. But Tyler wasn't here to hear that, thankfully. Um, oh, my gosh. What? <laughs> so Say what now? We'll, we'll get back into that. But, Tyler, please pick us up from that uh, Ron Redicke, uh take that okay. you wanted to dive so, into. Yes. So as, as we were saying earlier, Ron Renneke is on his way out. Um, and he gave this statement that I wrote about before he was released. He says it's a short sample, he said, but felt real he felt pretty good with the Red Sox looking for anything to salvage the season. I was like, what do you what do you mean it looks pretty good? This kid went three and0 to start his major league career. You are looking for absolutely anything to get people to continue watching your product and you're gonna say this kid looked pretty good he's the best thing going on the team right now what are you talking about him and Ploiecki and JBJ should be getting like crowns and gold and gifts they've been the absolute heart of the team and it's in I just I hate those I say I hate that but then I love guys like Bill Belichick I, I just hate guys who are so willy-nilly and wishy-washy when it comes to talking about their players it's like please just give me something straightforward um, because giving an answer like that is just, it's kind of a slap in the face. And maybe, maybe that was a reason um, that they thought he needed to go because he couldn't take up one second to thank the players that were doing well. I, I get it. Don't mention uh, JD. Don't mention uh, guys like Ben and but these rookies who you brought in are doing incredibly well. So let's take a minute please and just thank these guys uh jenner had a 15 run start to his career uh 15 run uh 15 inning run start where he didn't give up a run excuse me i wrote that wrong in my uh, note here uh until he gave up a, a single home run to dansby swanson um that's incredible and the fact that he is saying he had an okay start uh with a small sample against three playoff teams kind of just felt like a slap in the face and I was going to go off on why they need to get rid of them. And I had to delete that whole thing because they beat me to the punch. They knew I was going to talk about it. And they're like, you know what? I'm tired of Tyler predicting things and calling us out. Let's beat him to the punch. Um, but they did beat me there. I'm happy he's gone, but I do quickly want to talk about to Noah, uh, the future of Mr. Jackie Bradley jr. Mm. Um, you've, you've loved him. Uh, as a player, you've always said he's one of those guys for the Red Sox that's incredible, along with um, Rafi. You said those were two of the guys for, for the Red Sox who have just been uh, staples. Jackie Bradley was drafted in 2011, but his time in Boston is probably coming to an end here soon. Uh, he was he won the 2018 American League Championship MVP, was on the team for the World Series, obviously. He won a gold glove whilst getting robbed of many others and was nominated to the AL the all-star team once uh, he had that magical 29 game hit streak back in 2016 before John Farrell and other managers ruined it by changing his position in the lineup. 
and he had the game-saving catches, outfield assists, crashing into the wall, uh, home runs, and all of that. If this is indeed the end, Jackie, uh, Baseball with the Bard and Tyler, myself, would like to thank you for being what you've been for the Red Sox, and Red Sox Nation is definitely going to miss you. Um, would the Yankee fan like to say anything about Jackie Bradley Jr.? I mean, Jackie, it's quite the career that you've had, my friend. It's awesome to see a player of you know your stature be able to go in there and do the things you do in baseball. Congratulations on you know just I mean an amazing, amazing extension here and career and everything that you've done. So I mean, yeah, you'll be missed. You'll be missed yeah, for sure. And, I'm sure uh, you'll miss him. Um, I mean, I'll miss you. I'll miss you on the field uh, in the AL East. Maybe who knows? Yeah, just um, please go to the National League. Just yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it'd be it's gonna be nice to not see you at the plate in Boston when my boys Garrett Cole or Paxton or Tanaka are trying to just get a strike <laughs> over the plate and you freaking hit the thing to Kingdom Come. So that's gonna be Absolutely. nice. Um. So once again, Jackie, thank you so much for all you've done for Boston. Uh, excited to see where you go with your career. Hopefully, it can continue in Boston. If it doesn't, good luck to you. Um, so Noah, please, sorry for the mishap there, everybody. No, no, no. Uh, we are back up and rolling. Noah, pick up right where you left off. Yes, for sure. So we just finished talking about how I was basically pouring my heart out and saying the Yankees are worrying me. As a Yankees fan, it's not an easy postseason to enter. We're not on this hot streak. We're not tearing through teams. I mean, we've lost. Um, we lost to the Red Sox on Sunday, as I was saying. We lost to the Jays on Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And we just lost two to the Marlins. Right. I, it's not what a postseason team does. Uh, so to me, I'll say it right now, the Yankees are not a playoff team. And as you know, I'm a substitute teacher. I work in a middle school, and there's a lot of a lot of boys who are big Yankee fans. And every day I come yeah. in and we talk about the game, and either we're all ecstatic or we're all upset. And this last week, we had a, more than, um, let's just say, more than three or four days where we were upset. And they're saying to me, what's going on? And my answer was, listen, to me, they just don't look like a playoff team, and it's, it's upsetting. Uh, there are bright spots, though. In their uh, in their lineup, and as we've talked about before, is Luke Voigt is oh, an yeah. absolute monster in the last 30 days, which is obviously half the season. He's had 11 home runs, an average of 260, 31 RBIs, and an OPS of 861. He is a solid staple and a force in that Yankees lineup, and he has been a huge help to help uh, the Yankees, who I would say are still somewhat slumping here. Uh, Tyler, what to you? And um, has has been this big help. I mean, that you boy. What to you? I'm sorry. What to you? Do you feel the Yankees have a value in Luke Voigt? Like, I mean, what would they do without this guy? Uh, they would not be in the playoffs without him. Hmm. Uh, Luke Voigt has absolutely helped carry this team. Um, and two weeks ago, Noah, we were talking about the playoff race, or I'm sorry, the MVP race. You and I were going back and forth about who who was going to win it, and I said, "There's no way." This no name who no one except Yankee fans and players in the people who are fans of the AL East know about. Um, mm -hmm. But he's the only guy to break 20 home runs mm. um, and not just 20, 21. Mm. Um, he has an absolute incredible uh, slash mark there um, just in the last 30 days with the 11 home runs, 260 average, 31 RBIs and an, a, what was it? 861 OPS. That's insane. Um, I think you guys, even though you didn't have the greatest win streak in the last, say, 10, 10 ish days, um, he kept you in basically all of those games and made it at least a little bit competitive. 
or even when you guys were losing by a lot, he still hit home run. Um, so this guy was still playing his heart out. I think this guy deserves a massive contract. It's not going to come anytime soon because they're going to keep him at uh, that minimum contract for as long as they possibly can. Um, but Luke Voigt, I think you deserve a massive contract extension. And as I have there on the screen, it says Voigt is in the MVP race. For uh, sure. I think he's going to win. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. I love, I love the other person that's always in this race, and that's Mike Trout. Uh, as much right. as the next person, I think Luke Voigt, in terms of being a most valuable player to a team, it's just there's no other question. There's no other question. Yeah, yeah absolutely. He's he's insane. No, he's for sure. absolutely insane. Yeah, and then going from there, another player who is absolutely insane, who officially, I know on our script there, it says uh, he could have the opportunity to, but he's officially the first player in Major League Baseball history to win a batting tile in both the NL and the AL. So DJ LeMahieu yeah. is an absolute machine, or a DJ LeMachine, as they like to call him. Over the last seven days, has <laughs> sported an average of 346, good God, and an OPS of 816. He is an absolute monster, dude. What is it? I mean, I don't even know what to put in terms of, like, I don't know what to say in terms of words to describe DJ LeMahieu and how much he literally carries this Yankees organization. I mean, that have man a- doesn't get a massive con, not even a massive contract, three years minimum, mm. minimum from the Yankees. Um, disrespectful, in my opinion. I agree. I mean, you don't just win a batting title in the AL and the NL for the first time ever and mm-hmm. not and not get looks and not get someone's like, oh, you know, whatever. Uh, and all that kind of Noah. He's the biggest free agent by far. No, absolutely. Going into this offseason. Absolutely. So yeah. Yankees are going to have to pay him mucho dinero uh, to uh, get that contract. And I will say that that worries me a little. I say a little because, you know, I mean, they still have this Stanton contract and Stan actually chose not to opt out this week. Shocker. Imagine that. Weird. <laughs> and they just put on this huge Garrett Cole contract as well. Um, and there's a few other guys, which we'll get into later. I, I definitely see them at Houston and Prince Stripes, though. I mean, you'd have to be stupid. Well, let me put it this way. If the Yankees win the World Series, is he staying? Yes. I think it's the other way. I think if they don't win, he'll stay because he knows they have a team that can do it. And then a regular season, they might have a better chance of getting a better record. I think if they do win, what the hell does he have left to prove in New York? He's carried this team for the last two years as one of the best players on this team. Nothing left to prove in New York. He can prove he can play under the brightest lights in Major League Baseball and get the job done in pinstripes, the hardest place in, I would say, probably the hardest team in the world to come and promote uh, and do well for. Mm-hmm. This is better. This is over all those major soccer clubs, too. I'm talking better than Man United, better than Man City. Anyone can go play there. We've seen it happen. I'm talking about the New York Yankees, the winningest sports team in sports history. DJ LeMahieu, someone who everyone counted out. When the Yankees signed him, everyone was like, gross. DJ LeMahieu, why did we sign him? He is not needed in this team. And he's been one of the absolute stars, star-studded, um, should win at least uh, a batting title, if not a silver slugger. Um, he is, oh, I, I can't even describe how valuable he's been to the Yankees. Um, if they let him go, oh, man, what a slap in the face. Unless it's his decision. If he wants to go play elsewhere, good on him. Please don't do this to me. Just like Didi. No, 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 no. Stop it. You stop it. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on. 
All right. Sorry. I brought back uh, flashbacks. <laughs> Another bright spot in the Yankees lineup has been Aaron Hicks. He's been sporting a 333 average in the last week, along with a 1000.0107 OPS. He's been a good guy. He's been a force to be reckoned with at the plate for sure. He's a tough out. He takes a lot of pitches. It's hard to, uh, it's hard to strike Aaron Hicks out. And he works a lot of walks, which is one thing that he's good for. However, the thing that worries me the most is this lineup here and this list of players I'm going to say, oh, there you go. That's very true with LeMahieu. Thank you. I agree. One million percent there. Uh, why? Who wouldn't want to stay in New York with that studded lineup? Absolutely. However, I am going to jump into this list of players here who are worrying me. I mean, in the last week here, we're supposed to be really gearing up for this postseason push and trying to go all the way, obviously. And Torres is 5 for 17 with a 167 average. Santich is 5 for 13 with a 154. Stanton, who just came back, um, is 5 for 19 with a 105. Gardner is 4 for 8 with a 125. And Frazier, who is absolutely tearing it up this week, has slipped deeply uh, with a 5 and 16 record and an 063 batting average. Going into the first round of the playoffs, that is not what you want to be looking at. No, And as I said before, this is not the time to experiment. This isn't the time to say we're figuring things out. We, we need to get, we've done, we need to do that. Like we should have done that already. And, and I will agree. Gary has definitely been improving. He is 1000%. And he has the best average out of that list that I just read. Um, I still don't well, think you play him over Kyle Higashioka, but that's just me. Uh, as much as I, as much as I do agree that Higashioka is young, you can't deny, especially for a team like the Yankees where Boone and Cashman are big numbers numbers people. I don't know if you saw, there's a graphic out there of the um, ERA of each catcher as paired up with pitchers. And the most it, one that stood out the most was Garrett Cole. It, it, but Yeah, but his ERA with every pitcher on the Yankees is ridiculous. He is crap with all of, all of those pitchers. Higashioka's is way better, way better. So I just, it doesn't, it, keep him in the lineup as a bat, maybe keep him as a DH, but if you need a catcher to get these guys and to call a game properly, Kyle Higashioka is the Yankee catcher of the future. Yeah, so I, I'd agree. I, I could definitely put um, Sanchez into that DH role, as you said, and use him for his bat more than anything, especially if those numbers are just keep having that trend. Why wouldn't you put that catcher in there that the pitchers are the most comfortable with? Exactly. Um, so my biggest thing is there are big names on that list, and now isn't the time for the inconsistencies in the lineup that we're seeing on this offensive side for this team that's supposed to be the Bronx Bombers. Tyler, what do you have to say about the inconsistencies that are up and down the Yankees' uh, lineup here? It's confusing because if you really, really were to just not count any of the current season stats, like uh, you know win-loss records or anything like that, um, and just look at the players and look at the lineups and, 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 and rotations. The Yankees are the obvious, by far obvious pick to win the championship for years on end. I personally think, and my, my father really is the one who put this in my mind, is that there's a play, uh, there's a clubhouse issue. I think there's someone or something going on in the clubhouse that might be an issue. I do think that was a problem that Kevin Pillar brought up for the Red Sox um, that suddenly at the end of the year, they started clicking a little bit better. So maybe there was some poison in there. Maybe Renicky is the poison and we'll see that next year. That's got to, there's got to be something different uh, 
next year for the Yankees, someone's got to go. I don't know who it is, but I got a feeling it's someone like Stanton or Gary Sanchez, someone who just is always hurt. Guys just don't maybe like to be around them because they are holding this spot over them when they're always injured. Um, I just, I, I don't understand why they have been so bad because there's no reason for them to be so bad. Mm. No, for sure. For sure. And, uh, I'd be, I'll be one to say Stanton taking a hike wouldn't be the end of the world, but I don't see that happening by any You, you said the same thing about David Price last year and look what happened. <laughs> you are correct. You are a correct on that can one. move. You are correct, sir. Um, so, I mean, yes, the Yankees are still dealing with Im- injuries and remnants of injuries, I feel, as I've said before. Uh, players just came back and are expected to get hot quickly, and it's just not mm-hmm. realistic expectations there. But it's now or never at this point. I mean, yeah. we're either going to do it or we're not. There's no saying, let's sit back and figure it out. As I said, there's a lot of inconsistencies. The Yankees are the eighth seed now, officially, and they are set to face the White Sox, Chicago White Sox. Um in the postseason, so that should be a good first first push there. And one thing that I really want to say is, and I've always been a big Aaron Boone fan. I don't know if anybody who's watching right now is an Aaron Boone fan. I'm a big Aaron Boone fan. However, he had a comment the other day after losing to the Marlins, and it sat with me, and I did not like it. I did not like it at all. And he was asked how he felt about the loss that they just suffered to the Marlins, and that was back um, on Friday. And Aaron Boone replied, we have time. No, but you're being dramatic. They had a whole game. All right. Aaron Boone replied, we have time. Yeah. Plenty Tyler, of time. How, what was your take on that? Of- <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> and I think that was a bit of a farce. Honestly, honestly, I think whoever asked that question, um, he probably doesn't like and didn't want to give a straight up answer to. That's um, Aaron Boone is one of the funniest people to watch uh, mm-hmm. in the dugout. Uh, because I don't know if you saw the last time he got ejected. That was hilarious because (laughs) when he got ejected, he literally, the first thing that came out of his mouth, he goes, that guy's effing awesome. But you, you suck. It was like, he's like, while he's getting thrown out, he's like that pitcher who you're calling a crappy strike zone for is great, but you suck. He's not that good. He's good, but he's not that good. Um, I think Aaron Boone is an incredible manager. I think he's going to be the Yankees manager for maybe even a, a look along the lines of a Girardi. He's going to be there for a while. Mm. Um, and I think he was just being a little bit malicious because I think that was uh, either the game he got thrown out of or the game after the game he got thrown out of. Yeah. Um, so he was still a little hot. Um, and I think the Yankees can go far. I just hope they don't. Fair enough. And again, like I'm, I'm not bashing Boone. I love Boone. I just that comment to me was just kind of like, really, bro? Like we're gonna do that now because we yeah. don't have time. This is it. We're done. Now. That was the Belichick. We're on to Cincinnati. Answer is what that was. Is um, I'm not answering your question. Something else. Oh yeah, hold on. Let me put this up on the screen really quick. Bam. There you go. Again, I got. I'm not. I I am a big Boone fan. My grandparents on the other hand can't stand him. Where's that I, Joe Tory? Yeah, literally. No, <laughs> seriously though. That's always my grandmother. Every other day, you know, I miss Joe Torrey. I'm like, mom, pop, pop. We'll get Joe Torrey back for one season for you. Don't he's, worry. He's not gonna be back. All right. So like, and <laughs> I am a big, much better paying job. <laughs> I I love Boone. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I love Boone. And as us Red Sox fans always say, Aaron Effin Boone. Uh, 
is actually doing a great job. For sure, for sure. So, Tyler, realistically, how far will the Yankees make it into the playoffs? You win the first round, even though I'm still taking Chicago. I think realistically you can make it past the first round. Um, and even if you do somehow manage to make it out of the second round, you are not beating Tampa Bay. Um, and the second round, actually, would you line up with Tampa Bay? Is that how that works? Let's see. Yeah, that would be round two, actually. So. Yeah, so you actually know you're not beating Tampa Bay. There's not a chance in hell it would be the ultimate Cinderella story because they've crushed you this year. Um, and to say that the Yankees are an underdog kind of hurts my spirit because it's not true in the slightest. Uh, they just have a lower number than the Rays do. Um, mm-hmm. If there were 60 more games on this season, the Yankees would probably be finishing in first place. Yeah. Um, but there aren't. So we have to focus on what we have now. I think you guys win against chicago even though i'm still picking the white Sox, uh <laughs> and then lose to tampa and then we'll go from there yeah for it's sure. gonna be an interesting postseason starting what's the first one that starts is it let's see it is the alds it looks like yep or i'm sorry the uh al wild card series excuse me mm-hmm. uh is the first one out the gate with tampa bay and toronto um so noah uh we had a bit of a hiccup in the middle of this episode, but that's all right. We roll with the punches. You guys got to look at Tanner Houck for about five, 10 minutes. Um, So hopefully uh, that didn't uh, throw you all off too bad. Uh, But thank you once again for joining us on Baseball with the Bard presented by Clovercrest Media. If you love podcasts, visit clovercrestmedia.com for a wide selection of great shows covering sports, business, relationships, uh, prop culture, politics, and true crime. There are 26 shows on the CMG network. And if you don't find one that you like, you can start your own. We can help you launch your podcast for as little as $15 per month. Clovercrestmedia.com is the website. Make sure you check it out and tell your friends about it. You can visit Clovercrestmedia.com and click on the links for the latest updates on your favorite CMG sports podcasts, as well as blogs and videos for the latest info. For Baseball with the Bard, This is Tyler Bard. That over there is Noah Cross. We will see you next time. Baseball with the Bard.